Chapter Thirty Nine of the Storybook of Science. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Storybook of Science by Jean Henri Fabre, translated by Florence Bicknell. Thunder and the Lightning Rod. By their clever researches, Franklin, De Romus, and many others have revealed to us the nature of lightning. They have taught us, in particular, that when its quantity is small, it leaps to meet one's finger in bright crackling sparks, without danger to the experimenter, and that all bodies containing it attract neighboring light substances, just as the kite-string attracted the straws in the experiment made by De Romus, and just as sealing-wax and rubbed paper attract the down of feathers in short they taught us that electricity is the cause of thunder now there are two distinct kinds of electricity which are present in equal quantities in all bodies as long as they are united nothing betrays their presence it is as if they did not exist but once separated they seek each other across all obstacles attract each other and rush toward each other with an explosion and a flash of light then all is in complete repose until these two electric principles are again separated the two electricities therefore supplement and neutralize each other that is to say they form something invisible inoffensive inert that is found everywhere and is called neutral electricity to electrify a body is to decompose its neutral electricity to disunite the two principles which when mixed remain inert but separated from each other manifest their wonderful properties and their violent tendency to recombination rubbing is one way of effecting the separation of the two electric principles but it is far from being the only one Every radical change in the inmost nature of a body also causes a manifestation of the two electricities So clouds which are water changed into vapor by the Sun's heat are often found to be electrified When two differently electrified clouds come near together Immediately their contrary electricities run toward each other to recombine and with a loud report there is a burst of flame that throws a bright and sudden light this light is lightning this burst of flame is a thunderbolt the noise of the explosion is thunder finally the electric spark can dart from a cloud electrified in one way to a spot on the ground electrified in the other generally you know a thunderbolt only by the sudden illumination it produces and the crash of its explosion to see the thunderbolt itself you must overcome an unwarranted fear and look attentively at the clouds the center of the storm from moment to moment you can see a dazzling streak of light simple or ramified and of very irregular sinuous shape a glowing furnace metals at white heat have not its brilliancy the sun alone furnishes a comparison worthy the sovereign splendor of the thunderbolt i saw the thunderbolt put in jewels when it struck the big pine the day of the storm for a moment i was blinded by its brightness as if i had looked the sun full in the face 
the next storm said emile i will watch the sky to see the ribbon of fire but on condition that uncle is there i should not dare to alone it is so terrible i too added claire will do my best to overcome my fear if uncle is only there i will be there my children their uncle promised them if my presence reassures you for it is a most imposing sight that of a stormy sky set on fire by lightning and full of the rumbling of the thunder and yet from the bosom of the clouds there comes the dazzling flash of the thunderbolt and the whole region echoes with the crash of the explosion a foolish fear dominates you admiration has no further place in your mind and your terrified eyes close at the magnificence of the electrical phenomena of the atmosphere proclaiming with so much eloquence the majesty of the works of god from your heart congealed with fear there comes no outburst of gratitude for you do not know that at this moment in the flashes of lightning the uproar of the shower of the thunder and of the unchained winds a great providential act is being accomplished thunder in fact is far more the cause of life than of death in spite of the terrible but rare accidents that it causes obeying in the inscrutable decrees of god it is one of the most powerful means that providence employs to render the atmosphere wholesome to clear the air we breathe of the deadly exhalations engendered by decay we burn straw and paper torches in our rooms to purify the air with its immense sheets of flame the thunderbolt produces an analogous effect in the surrounding atmosphere each of those lightning flashes that make you start with fear is a pledge of general salubrity each of those claps of thunder that frees you with fear is a sign of the great work of purification that is operating in favor of life and who does not know with what delight after a storm the breast fills itself with pure air when the atmosphere purified by the fires of the thunderbolt gives new life to all that breathe it let us beware then of a foolish terror when it thunders but lift up our thoughts to god from whom the thunder and lightning have received their salutary mission the thunderbolt like everything in this world plays a part in accord with the general well-being but again like everything else it can in fulfilling the hidden purposes of an all-seeing providence cause here and there a rare accident that makes us forget the immense service it renders us let us always remember that nothing happens without the permission of our heavenly father a reverent fear of god ought to exclude all other fear let us then calmly examine the danger that a thunderbolt exposes us to let us remember above all that a thunderbolt by preference strikes the most prominent points of the ground for it is there that the opposite electricity attracted by that of the storm cloud is present in greatest abundance ready to unite with that which attracts it the two electricities seeking reunion do their utmost to meet said claire to fix the facts in her mind that of the ground in its effort to reach the cloud gains the top of a tall tree that of the cloud on its side is impelled downward toward the tree then comes the moment when the two electricities still attracting each other but no longer having a road open for their peaceful reunion rush together with a crash then the streak of fire can't help reaching the tree is that it uncle my dear child i could not have put it better myself that is why in fact high buildings towers 
steeples tall trees are the points most exposed to fire from heaven in the open country it would be very imprudent during a storm to seek refuge from rain under a tree especially a tall and isolated one if the thunderbolt is to fall in the neighborhood it will preferably be upon that tree which forms a high point where the electricity of the ground accumulates to get as near as possible to that of the cloud attracting it the sad and deplorable instances every year of persons struck by lightning are for the most part confined to the imprudent who seek shelter from the rain under a tall tree if you had not known about these things uncle jules here remarked we should have been killed the day of the storm when i wanted to get under that tall pine tree it is very doubtful whether the thunderbolt in destroying the tree would have spared us it is impious boldness to expose oneself to peril without a motive and then to throw upon providence the task of extricating us from our perilous situation heaven will help him who helps himself we helped ourselves by fleeing from the dangerous tree and we arrived home safe but to help oneself effectively requires knowledge so to impress these things well on your mind i emphasize once more the danger that in time of storm lurks in high towers steeples lofty buildings and above all in tall and isolated trees as for other precautions that are commonly recommended such as not to run in order not to cause a violent displacement of air and to shut the doors and windows in order to prevent a draught they are of no value whatever the direction taken by the thunderbolt is in no way affected by the air currents railway trains which run at high speed and displace the air with so much violence are not more exposed to lightning than objects at rest everyday experience is a proof of it when it thunders said emile mother ambrosine hurries to shut all the doors and windows mother ambrosine is like a great many others who believe they are safe as long as they cease to see the peril they shut themselves up so as not to hear the thunder nor see the lightning but that does not in the least lessen the danger then there are no precautions to be taken asked jules in the usual circumstances none unless it be this precaution to be of good heart and rely on the will of god to protect tall buildings more menaced than others we use a lightning conductor a wonderful invention due to franklin's genius the lightning conductor is composed of a rod of iron long strong and pointed fastened to the top of the building from its base starts another rod also of iron which runs along the roofs and walls where it is fastened with staples and plunges into damp ground or better still into a deep well of water if a thunderbolt falls it strikes the lightning conductor which is the nearest object to the cloud as well as the best suited to the electric current on account of its metallic nature besides its pointed form has much to do with its efficacy the bolt that strikes the metal lightning conductor follows it and is dissipated in the depths of the earth without causing any damage end of chapter thirty nine